Are you ready to start now? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Hi. Matt and Dara here. And this is the He Said, We Said podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we are digging into the chosen devotional, 40 days, mm-hmm. 40 days with Jesus. And uh, we're on day 13, which is really like week 13 yes. for us. Because we've been doing this once a week, which will become like twice a week soon. But uh, here's how we do it. We read through this with you. It's like one uh, for those that are listening, I'm like holding it up to the camera, which you can uh, see if you want to see us and not just hear us. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Jesus way and then you'll see our podcast there. Uh, we only just started doing the uh, episodes there. But basically, we read through these couple pages and then there are some questions uh, that we answer um, in this chosen devotional. We have to disclaimer it. Yes, we are not part of. The Chosen. We are not affiliated, financed, uh, anything like that. Uh, no business relationship whatsoever. We, my wife found their awesome um, The Chosen series on YouTube and then the app and she turned me onto it and we love it. And so we got this, we did it together and said, hey, let's share this with everybody else. Uh, you should go and buy this. So go on Amazon or I think VidAngel is the site where the chosen is, but go pick up their devotionals. They have a second one that just came out. Um, go watch the series, support them. It's awesome. Absolutely. The series is amazing. They had a wonderful Christmas special and they're working on season two right now. It's so. exciting. Mm-hmm. So check it out. But anyway, so we're going to read from this and uh, and then dig in with you guys. And today's um, devotional, you were so tired. We had way too tired. many carbs at lunch. Qdoba, not a commercial for them either, but man, are they good. Um, okay, so day 13 is talking about authority. And the, uh, the verses they lead off with are Luke chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. And it says, And Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, And he was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his words possessed authority. In Jesus' day, authority was limited to a select few. The Jews had a religious system that not only governed their places of worship, it also determined the laws of the land politically, culturally, and socially. Religious leaders had authority to tell everyone else how to live because they were the ruling class of Israel. As high priests tasked with interpreting the law of Moses, they also determined what constituted crimes and often carried out punishments. Sometimes in the middle of the street, no trial or appeal to a higher court was given because they ran the show. So you can imagine how off-putting it was when a carpenter's son turned their well-oiled government machine on its ear and the people loved him to boot. Stepping into such a rigid system, it wouldn't take long for Jesus to make a name for himself. When the sun was setting, all those with various diseases were brought to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. That's in Luke chapter 4, verse 40. No doubt the healing thing drew crowds of people to Jesus. (laughs) But the Bible repeatedly says they were also in awe of the authoritative way he spoke, and that people came from far and wide to hear him. Imagine how crazy that would have been. What must a person sound like to solicit awe? He speaks with authority is such a specific observation, yet people made it repeatedly. And spoiler alert, the way he spoke is what got him killed. The religious rulers were terrified of losing their power, and only someone with authority greater than their own could threaten it. Luke uh, chapter 20 verses 1 and 2 record... One such confrontation. 
One day Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel. The chief priests and the scribes with the elders came up to uh, came up and said to by what authority you do these things or who it is that gave you this authority. The Jews tried to understand where the authority that oozed out of Jesus came from. Who granted it? Who taught you how to speak this way? What entitles you to come onto our turf and teach our people? His answer was simple, but would seal his fate. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. John chapter 8, verse 58 is where that comes from. And there it was. The claim that made both the way Jesus spoke and the reaction he received make sense. I am was the name God gave himself when he sent Moses to free the Israelites from Egypt in Exodus chapter 3. And the way he continually referred to himself in the book of Isaiah and his listeners were well versed in the scripture he referenced. Simply put, Jesus spoke by his own authority. Of course, he was never at a loss for how to respond to questions about the law. He wrote it. Of course, he didn't fear the Romans or any other governing body. Empires rose and fell by his word. The authority with which he spoke was his own. He is the one who whispered the world into existence, who holds the planets in orbit and the mountains in their place who commands the tides to rise and orchards to bloom, who created things like E minor and puppies, who rose from the dead, and we'll we'll all give account to him one day. So yeah, his preaching was worth the trip. (laughs) Uh, That was actually really, I think one of my favorite ones Mm. of all of these, just to imagine what that was like, Mm. and to see the the most well-known religious leaders going, Who do you think you are? Not realizing the Messiah is right in front of them. Um, So now it talks about a prayer focus. And uh, so it says, thank God that he's in control and you're not. Repent of areas of your life that aren't under his authority and ask him for help submitting. So we're just going to pray this together and pray it over you. But feel free to pause this. Spend as much time as you need talking with God. If if you're like, I don't know how to pray. Uh, I don't know what to do. It's pretty easy. Um, just imagine you're talking to God as your dad right in front of you. Like, just have a conversation. Your eyes can be open or closed. If you've never prayed, you might feel like a weirdo. Uh, and that's totally okay. So uh, we're going to pray this, and then we're going to dig into the questions. So let's pray. God, we thank you that uh, you are in control of everything and that we aren't. God, we thank you that you've forgiven us for all the ways that we've just not lived up to the way we should be. Uh, We thank you that you sent Jesus for us, and and we thank you, God, that you've loved us in spite of the ways that we've been turned against you so many times in our lives. Lord, we pray over the people that are listening with us right now and uh, in their lives, Lord. We just, we ask that you show them your love and show them that you're in control of it all and uh, help them to, to see that as a reason to just trust that you've got a plan for them. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, moving forward. I don't know why, but I like to sing the subtitles. Baby, you like to sing everything. That is fair. That is fair. (laughs) Uh, It says, 
is there any area, is there an area in your life where you're denying Christ's authority? And by the way, if you're watching or listening, pause this and ask yourself that question. Is there an area in your life where you are denying Christ's authority? Meaning where you're saying, you know what, this part of my life is mine. It's none of your business, Jesus. What about you? No, there's not. <laughs> I mean, I know you know this. <laughs> yeah. um, there literally is nothing. I mean, look at what our discussions are this just this afternoon about food and what we're going to eat. We're pray for, prayerfully seeking him on how we are to care and nourish our bodies. So if we're going to give him our food gonna give them everything so. i feel like people watching are like what are they praying about like should we eat qdoba or burger king <laughs> uh sort of but no uh to f give you just an ounce of backstory on that uh <laughs> we're starting the year with some fasting uh starting this evening and uh like uh, dara fasts with nothing but water and coffee to start the year uh, i am just f like doing a juice fast for health reasons to kind of do a physical reset but we were chatting about something that my son uh, and daughter-in-law were talking about when we went to visit them mm -hmm. a few a month or two ago, uh, where they just kind of pointed out how in Genesis, like, you know, it wasn't until sin that animals had to die, uh, mm -hmm. which is where a lot of us get our food. And our Alexa just heard us talking. Um, so, uh, so as I just as we talked about it, I said, hey, I want to go a month and just, you know, cut meat out of the diet and see if, if I feel better. And that let us talk a little about Daniel and stuff like that. So that's what we were talking about, praying about food. We don't think like, oh, God, should I eat a sandwich or a pizza? We didn't mean it that way, just so you guys know. Um, okay, so in so, what areas of my life? Yeah, what areas of yours? I don't think that I'm uh, intentionally denying him, but I think there are moments in my life still where I'll, I'll think, I've got this one. And I don't think I think it out loud. I'm not like, all right, God, I'm going to handle this. Just let me do it until I need you. I just think that sometimes I'll approach things in my life. You know, I'll just get so into something. I'll be like, oh, I've got, I've got an idea. And then I'll start to mm -hmm. do it. And then realize later, like, I never stopped to say, God, should I even go this direction? So I don't think there are any intentional areas where I'm denying his authority. But I think sometimes unintentionally, I think I... I think I'm taking the reins and think that I'm in control of stuff. And just sometimes I have to catch up and go, ooh. No, see, it's so funny as you say this. I hit this word picture, so to speak, of just a dad walking his kid out and let's go. And the kid decides he's going to go run up ahead. Yep. And just to show dad that he can. And then I, and I get that with you. And, and your dad will just keep walking up the same pace. And occasionally, if you get yourself in trouble, he'll rush. But his pace doesn't really change because, well. <laughs> I think that's almost the perfect analogy, except I'm, as the kid, I like see something neat and I just run after mm -hmm. it. Uh, and I'm not really trying to even show off for him. I'm just like, ooh, squirrel. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a good look. I mean, a good way to look at it. Um, in what ways does his authority bring peace and comfort to your circumstances? It is my only comfort. It Explain is... that, though. What does that mean? Like, it's your only comfort. Like, how does he comfort you? He comforts me knowing that God is in control, knowing that God has full authority over my life, that I've surrendered everything. It's like the conversation we had this morning where we had been in a Bible group right before COVID started and all the shutdowns. So it was like the one and only time we all got together. And the woman who was in it with us, I had talked, said, I can't do anything without God. I can't be a good mom. I can't be a good wife. I can't be a good business person. And she had said, 
well, there's plenty of non-believers who are. And I said, that's great. That's perfect for them. That's not me. Without God, without his authority, without his hand, I can't do it. Well, and I think and where so, she missed it, though, is that God was still in control yes, for those that didn't know it. Yes, but that's why that's how I find my peace, is knowing that, you know what? I can't do this without him. I give it to him. I let the God of the, the universe, the one who made everything, the one who made me, the one who put the path in front of me, I let him go and take the lead. I let him go and have control over it how can i not have peace in this i picture i would find a way that the story of jesus in the boat with the wind and the waves i'd be trying to find a way to go take a nap with jesus because i know he's in control rather than jesus were dying i'd be trying to go take a nap with the man yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? yeah yeah no i think um, i think it's interesting because the when i read this question in what ways does his authority bring peace and comfort i hear what you're saying you're like i know he's in control and i know he's got it and I know that too, but I'm like, but, but what, why would that bring peace? Cause he's the one who made everything. Okay. There but is still. no greater power than him. So if you're going to have anybody in your corner and they're going to have anybody having authority, that's it. I think all of that's true, but I think there's still one piece missing and that is because he has already said he wants the best for us. Mm-hmm. Having all the power and everything okay. to me, and yes. I, I get what you're saying, but that's the unsaid thing that I think we should say. You know, some people go, oh, well, great. He's all powerful. But why would that make me feel safe? Right. That's like that's like Kim Jong-un has all the nuclear power. But the North Koreans and South Koreans don't feel safe because of him having the power. But him having the power and knowing he's for us. Mm, Very true. Like, I love that. It's like he does have all the power and authority. And the reason that makes me feel good, like, is because God wants the best for me and you. And you, and you, and you, and you. God wants the best for everybody, right? Like yes. the Bible says, it's not his will that that any should perish. Like God started, created us, didn't need us, mm-hmm. but created us. Then we jack it up and he still launches a rescue mission. Like, mm-hmm. and he's got all the power to do it. And that gives me comfort because I know he's for me. Like if I felt like, Man, this God is against me and he's all powerful. I would be like, I have no comfort. I'm afraid. I need to hide, right? Absolutely. And there's there comes one, your belief in who God's character is. Yeah. And your understanding of the character of Christ. Because Christ came because he loves us. God sent Christ because he loves us. And it's in that love. Yes, you're right. It was almost an unspoken yeah, I, by the way, I knew what, I, I know that you believe he's for you, yes. but I was just like trying to remind myself, like everybody listening or watching as a part of our two and a half hour dialogue driving back from Forks and our two hour dialogue driving up to yes. Forks where we literally, I will get on a tangent and then we will wrestle with scripture for hours. So they don't know what we always talk about. Yes. So knowing that God loves you, knowing that God wants the best for you, and then knowing that he has power and control and authority over every area of your life should bring comfort. It should yeah. bring peace. It should bring a strength. And it should allow you to rest despite the circumstances. And just know you do as long as you're doing what God is telling you to do. He's got you. He's got you. And it, it, Okay, let me rephrase. You don't even have to do what God's telling you to do, and he's still got you. But life is so much easier when yeah. you're doing what God's telling you to do. Well, you know what it makes me think of? Because the Bible always talks about God, and 
as like uses all these references as a loving father, mm-hmm. right? And so when we look at like him being powerful and him being for us, it's like, and, and a lot of folks may have a hard time when you think of the father reference because maybe yours wasn't there or wasn't good or whatever. So you're like, my 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 reference point for a father is is bad. Uh, of course it is because that's your reference point and that makes sense. But try and imagine what a great father would be like for just a second. One that's got your back no matter what. Always going to love you. I think of like when you're a kid and like boys do this a lot. But when you're a kid, you're like, my dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> right? Like, And it's a silly thing. But the reality is as a child, you're like, my dad's the toughest. Mm. My dad, like you think your dad is the most strongest guy in the whole universe. Right? You think like nobody could take my dad. Me growing up, my dad actually was pretty tough. I remember he was a bouncer for a while. And so I remember getting dropped off to him from the babysitter at the bar where he worked to go home. Okay. Uh, mind you, this is the early 80s. Okay. So uh, things operated differently at those times. Uh, but I remember getting dropped off at the same time that he's dragging a guy out and bouncing his head off the fiberglass fender of a Corvette. And by bouncing his head off, I mean yeah. breaking the car's fender. And I thought... My dad is so tough. He was like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse to me when I was a little kid. And now I tell you all that because when you think your dad is so strong and you know your dad's for you, Mm -hmm. you feel safe. Mm -hmm. So if your dad says, this is what you need to do, you go, that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't tell me that if it wasn't the thing to do because he wants to protect me. Mm -hmm. And so that's what that just reminded me of. It's like, it's kind of like when you're a little kid. It's pretty cool. Okay, so the last question for you and us is, what's your plan for how to submit more fully to Christ's authority? I don't, I want to be more intentional on what I seek after God. What does that mean? So, or, so I want to, okay, I already give him work, I already give him CYC, I already give him us. But I want to be more intentional on the day. Where are my where are my calls? Rather than just say, God, help me be um, understanding with my clients. Help me be wise. Praying, being seeking a plan for each client intentionally. Oh, right on. Seeking um, direct wisdom. I want. There's how I can submit and give him more. Is just being intentional and going to him first, no matter what it is, and even and giving him more the little moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so not everything needs to be at this high top level protection of our home. I can break it down into, I'm about to go have this interaction. Let's give them this interaction first. It's kind of like, it's interesting because God, like, so this started as a business slogan, but now it has just evolved. But my, like my slogan, like one moment away, like everything mm-hmm. is moments, right? And I think for me, more of that, kind of goes along the lines with what you're saying, but like, I really need to pause in the moments when they stand out and go, okay, God, in this moment right here, if Christ, if Jesus were right here with me and I were to say, what should I do? How would he respond? Right. And we know that in spirit, right. Jesus gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, so that's what we should be doing. Sometimes it's much easier to visualize, like, if you were here right now. And I remember back in the day, what would Jesus do? And the bracelets and the all the stuff, which a lot of people then turned into jokes, right? Like, oh, you don't need a rubber band around your wrist to remind you to be a good person. 
But the reality is, I think the, the way that I could really submit more to his authority is to function as if, not, not like a, a police officer watching over, looking for me to do something wrong, but more think of it as like, he's right there with me waiting to help me do it right mm-hmm. and so, better. So I would challenge you to say, to ask if, rather than Jesus, if you were right there with me in this moment. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like no, function that so, he is. So exactly. So switch it to saying, Jesus, what shall I do in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like looking at it as though, like, I think a lot of times when we think about God and Jesus, we think about him like as, you know, Jesus on demand, right? Like, okay, I need help in this moment. Like I need to rub the lamp like Aladdin and get the answers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think we're willing to admit that out loud often, but it it seems like that's often it, right? Like, oh, I need something, time to pray uh, or or something good happened. I, I'm going to stop not? and praise. But why not? No, no, no. I, but if that's the only way, then it sure would make it for a, a not loving relationship. Like, as a parent, we're parents. Mm-hmm. Imagine if our kids only wanted to talk to us when they only wanted something. Eventually, as a parent, I would feel like, I love them and I'm still going to do it for them. But I sure it would sure be cool to feel that love in return. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to hold out on them because I don't. Man, I'd sure want that. Mm-hmm. And if I really love my parent as a child, I want them to know I love them, right? So I think sometimes we look at God like a cosmic vending machine when we need, but we but we don't actually stop and go, hey, God wants the best for me. Uh, he's going to guide me in the right ways. Why am I reducing him down to a snack machine for my wants and needs? Instead of being like, God, you're all, you're here, you're in everything, you're part of everything. Let me just hear you. Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, what I'm saying is for me to be more under the authority of Jesus is really to look at every situation as we're here, we're in this. What's the best move? Like, what's the best decision in this moment? What what would you do, Jesus? Like, if, if, if this is your decision to make, how would you make it? And doesn't mean I'm always going to hear him or get it right, but I think that will help me in my choice to submit more to his authority by viewing it that way. That'll help make it easier for me. And I know everybody's different. You might be like, I can't imagine a bearded guy who's nondescript that was a carpenter standing next to me. Uh, But it makes it easier for me to sometimes visualize. Maybe I'll just pull up a chair next to my chair in the office and make it even harder for us to navigate the office that we share. (laughs) And this is the He Said, We Said podcast. (laughs) This is a glimpse into the kind of dialogues we have for hours on end. They're great. You know, if you were to say, actually, you brought up something really awesome. So before we close the show, you you brought up the Jesus in the boat calming the waves, which um, Pastor Jeff was talking about at church this morning. Jenny, not Pastor. Um, oh, that's right. Sorry, Jenny got up and was talking mm-hmm. about that, right? Um, and when Jenny brought that up, it was interesting because I, I had to stop and take notes and I didn't want to look rude uh, by grabbing my iPad and writing a note, but something stood out to me in that. And uh, and it was, if God's not worried about it, why should I be? Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what you said about, you know, if there was a storm, like you'd be the person to go, all right, Jesus is taking a nap, so let me find a spot in the boat to crash out too. Mm-hmm. Um, shows so like so much faith, right? And I think that's a great example of recognizing his authority. Like t- 
to to be in the midst of a storm, you know, uh, and go, where's God at in the storm? And mm-hmm. that, what you just said was so strong. On the surface, it's easy to go, oh, well, okay, in that boat. She's saying, like, she'd trust him enough to just go lay down too. But the fact that you, you said the words, I'm going to look for where he's at. And if you think about life that way, it's like when we go through a storm, if we recognize God's authority in the situation that, like you said, he's the creator of all mm-hmm. of it. So by recognizing that he knows the best place to be, knows the best plan, what you said just ties right into Matthew 6 seek first the kingdom of God like no matter what storm you're going to if you recognize God's authority and you seek him in the situation you'll always be able to take a nap in the storm so you'll always be able to find rest so it's like in our in our devo- devotion that we're doing personally or yesterday morning I talked about joy and I told you and mm. no matter the situation I look for joy in it because where joy is God is there yeah. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. So in any situation, whether it's the storm and Jesus taking a nap, he's joyfully sleeping. Right. Okay, he's resting. There's God. So in every situation, there is joy somewhere. There is some way to find joy because God is joyful. And God is everywhere. Exactly. So joy and peace and all of those things, those are all ways to identify the presence of God and when you seek out his presence and you dwell in his presence your life is just that much less complicated it's the only way to put it is just it is true. simple it becomes simple yeah and don't think for a minute that doesn't mean that you won't have rough days or no. there won't be challenges but there's some there's something in the in the in the paradigm shift that happens where the same situation that feels and it could be very complex but it can feel overwhelming and complex on your own, mm-hmm. but there's something about Jesus' words, right? My yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. My burden is light. It's kind of like what Pastor Jeff pointed out this morning. Like, we're going to have to, like, God's word is, is powerful. It's weighty. Mm-hmm. Being a, a follower of Jesus is a life choice that, it comes with a weight, but it's a weight of, like, like what he said. Like, the weight of, like, when you work out because it builds muscle, mm-hmm. not the weight of, like, uh, loading boxes into a business and having a sore back. Mm-hmm. And and also to tie into that too, and it was just something else repeated from church and scripture that was so great, like is what follows, seek first the kingdom. And the rest will be added. And some people will use that as like prosperity gospel. Like if you seek God, then you get all this stuff. But what it really means, like when he says, and the rest of these things will be added, people need to look in the context of what he was talking about, which right before that he was talking about are you worried whether you're going to have enough? Exactly. Enough to eat, a place to sleep, you know, safety, mm-hmm. just the basics. They were worried about the very basics. And he was like, look, if you if you just focus on seeking to know what God's will is in your life, mm-hmm. he will make sure you've got enough. Doesn't mean you're going to be Donald Trump bazillionaire or Jeff Bezos or whatever. But so it does mean, I will say he will always give you enough and enough to be generous with. Yeah, you know, and but that enough to be generous with may not be finances. It may True. be no, your that, joy that you're generous mm-hmm. with. It may be your kindness, right? He is going to give you enough of everything to be generous with it. If he gives it to you, he's going to give it to you in a way that you can be generous with it. Now, that is something I would agree with. Anything he gives us, mm-hmm. we're to be stewards of. And there, it's not just for us to hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's good. That's good stuff. 
hey, if you liked eavesdropping on this conversation, <laughs> uh, we'd ask that you'd share it with other people and uh, subscribe. Click the subscribe if you're watching YouTube or if you're listening to this in your favorite podcast network. Would you please subscribe to the show? Uh, leave us comments if you wanna. If you need us to pray over stuff, if you want all the people that do watch, uh, all like four. I'm just kidding. I know there's more. I'm only Stop. teasing. No, it's funny. You're going it's the actually wrong direction. it's actually fun to say because the number doesn't matter. That's why I tease. Um, if you want anybody and everybody listening to be praying for you, feel free to email us what your prayer needs are. You can email. He said, we said, contact at gmail.com. And uh, Dara and I will pray for you. Yes. And if it's okay for us to share it on the show so that others can pray for you, please let us know that and we will do that as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you. And more importantly, God loves you too. So grab your Bibles, dig in, get to know Jesus. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four great places to start. And uh, if you don't speak King James like most of us, <laughs> Um, if you want a great readable Bible, uh, please check out The Message. It is a paraphrase by Eugene Peterson. It is uh, scripturally sound, and it reads like a beautiful love story. See, that's his favorite. Mine is NLT. So the New Living Translation is exactly. what that is. Exactly, and there is, it has enough of the roots of the original, of the King James Version to keep it me feeling like I'm like studying my Bible. I think you just, it's because the message doesn't put Jesus letters in red. You realize that that is directly transcribed from the Greek and Hebrew. I understand. I'm not a huge fan of the message translation. It's wordy. And this is great. It's too wordy for me. (laughs) That's okay. Now I know. (laughs) No, it's funny because it is more because, uh, because they explain it more in depth so that it, it, it's less, you know, like King James, it's like, and he saith unto you do this. And the message is like, and because this and this and this just happened, Jesus said to them this. I love it. There you go. There's no wrong way to read the Bible. It's no, kind of like not. a Reese's. No, uh, just read it. <laughs> yeah. The NLT is a beautiful as well, actually. So there you go. There's a couple different translations. If you uh, have a smartphone uh, or the internet, yes. if you have a smartphone, there's an app called Bible. It's a little brown looks like a little brown Bible um, by you version. Thank you. And it's got every different translation in there. So you can find one that fits for you. Yeah. And it's got a bunch of really great devotionals in it too. Mm -hmm. Please make sure you go check out the chosen. Look them up right on YouTube, right here where you're watching. If you're watching it, but look them up, watch the chosen, this beautiful story about Jesus followers. Yes. uh, And the impact he made on their lives. Gives me the chills. Yeah, the first episode and the last episode of season one are... Every, every episode is amazing. Spoiler alert, they don't crucify him in the series. But I only tell you that because I didn't want you to think like, oh, this is why he's going to say this part. You're going to... If you're a human, you'll probably cry. Uh, And none of it's because of anybody getting killed. No. Just the beauty of the conversations. Absolutely. That's good. Go check it out. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Have Uh, a great day. We'll see you in the next one.